0: About empowerment, the podcast about faith. I am your host Cloyd Brown, and I'd like to welcome you. Uh, we have been going through a lot. I know that um, uh, as we break into this this week's episode, I've been everything has kind of exploded over the the weekend. We've had uh, protests, which led to some riots, that led to everybody sharing their opinion about things and uh, I know that uh, that can become challenging sometimes uh, because in the media in where we live now with social media everyone has an opinion, everyone has a thought and everyone has this feeling that their platform their thought, the thing that they have to say should be heard it should be heard uh, more than anything else, and I don't. I think that oftentimes when we give our opinion, when we're giving the things that we want to say, when we when we feel like we're doing the right thing, or where we get on our platforms and we get on our social media and we get on our Facebooks and Instagrams and Twitter, one we believe that everything that we say that it's it's worth saying. But two, uh, we don't consider the uh, the the consequences the uh, repercussions uh, that uh, that come from the things that we say. Uh, we do not consider that our words are have can have like a gun or a bullet can have can hit an unintended target. sometimes our words do uh, most of the time we cannot think about out. we can't get outside of ourselves and we don't realize that everyone has a perspective, everyone has a view, and we don't realize some of the things that uh that people are dealing with. Last week i, I my my topic was imagine and i i would love to continue on in the series uh what now and I, I and i'm just going with the flow of the holy spirit i'm going with the flow of what god has me speaking on as we talk and i don't want to be so series stuck that i don't speak to the things that are happening in our lives now uh and i think that part of it is that uh, i want to be able to give people a perspective about. Who I am, uh, for those that are watching on video, yes, my hair is wild, uh, and uh, but uh, I I want to be able to give people a perspective of who I am, kind of give people a background, and originally I planned on doing a live stream of this uh, of this podcast. It have been the first time I live stream the podcast, but I've been thinking, I've been meditating as I have had time to really kind of just meditate and uh first off when we, when we first went into coronavirus we went into covid we had the, the opportunity to just kind of just sit down and slow down and if if you know me uh march once march hits and we get in april we get kind of busy on uh, me whether it's church whether it's uh, fraternity uh family stuff <sighs> Excuse me, we go from like we go from everything, but just family stuff. We go from busy with school, then we go into the summer and we have to figure out different things. So, this is normally our we get we go into our busy season. So, I was thankful for some time to slow down, uh, some time to just be introspective, some time to be, uh, have some add some perspective to my life, and then. Uh, after coronavirus, we're not even after. It, still in the midst of coronavirus, as things begin to open back up, we run into the uh, the the uh, the problem of the the tragedy, rather, of George Floyd being uh, murdered. And I, I kind of want to put this in perspective because it wasn't just George Floyd. I think that I don't think that we kind of really get that if you understand that we went from. Uh, Ahmad Aubrey being murdered. Then uh, we heard about Breonna Taylor. Taylor. Then we heard about. Um, uh, man, I, I don't I'm I'm I apologize, but the uh, Amy Cooper suit situation where she uh, called the police. Uh, she weaponized her fear. Uh, to call the police on a man that wasn't doing anything wrong. Uh, and then we go from there and we have the George Floyd incident. Uh, I don't think that we realize how quick that happened. I think because we live in a social media age, because we live in a uh, a 24-hour news cycle, uh, this happens. Like, we live in a 24-hour news cycle, so every... It seems as if this may have been distant, but this was back to back to back to back. So much so, I want to use this, and this is not to detract from if you, however, you're voting, you're voting. But realize that we had a, play, a place where a presidential candidate made a statement that was egregious. He made a statement that was egregious. And because of how everything happened, we're not even talking about that. We live in a 24 hour news cycle, so everything kind of spins, it goes quick, it goes fast and we but in real time and we're thinking about real time not social media time not the 24-hour news set but in real time it is a lot it is a lot to take on that we have this young man whether you want to say he was jogging or not he was cornered and killed (coughs) if 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 you think about brianna taylor (coughs) Excuse me, just being, uh, just so we can clear, because you know, we still got to say I, I don't have Corona. So, uh, excuse me, that's some water. But, uh, we, Brianna Taylor is in her, her house in the comfort of our own home. The police conduct a, a warrant, a conduct a raid, a no knock raid. They, the person that they were looking for didn't live there they shot this woman her life is gone I think that we have to realize that they, they, that somebody's life is gone three out of the four stories that I mentioned somebody's life is gone and if it goes wrong in the Amy Cooper situation it could have been a fourth life gone I think that we cannot miss the fact that there are there are three people that should be here that are not here Whatever, whatever the rights or wrongs, and in Breonna Taylor's uh, situation, there was no wrong. She was in her home, and we don't think that there, there's room for punishment. We don't think that there's room for accountability. When we get to the point to where we are not holding people accountable for taking a life, right? somebody's somebody is not here anymore. When I got on here, this is not, when I got ready to do the podcast, this is not how I was going in this junk shop, but I have to let God Lead, but somebody is not here anymore, and it feels if if you are if, if you can get some perspective, it feels to the the the, the community, uh, direct to the black community, but also to the the, the allies of the black community. You want to say that that there's no accountability for these things that 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 it's within their right to kill this person and that there should be no accountable. What we're only thing that people are saying is that let's hold these people accountable for what they did. The police made a drastic mistake and went into someone's house and the person they were looking for was already in custody. They went into a person's house and now they're no longer here. Their their family is missing this person from a mistake. Let's, like, we're not talking about, hey, you forgot to, to turn the light off at, at, at your house. We're not talking about uh, you forgot to give the the, the, uh, the customer all their change. We're talking about a mistake that cost someone their life. And we are just going to brush it on the rug as this was just, this was just uh, uh, hey, I forgot to do this. No, you, someone is gone. No charges filed. Someone is gone. This, a, there is now a man in George Floyd that could have was already in handcuffs. Three officers, one on his neck, two other people on his back, on his vertebrae, are now sucking the life out of him. For eight minutes this happens. eight minutes there's consistent pressure on this man's neck the 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 body weight of an individual is on this man's neck why are people upset because this person didn't even see that there was anything wrong the other three officers didn't even think that something is wrong here. There's another officer there that doesn't even think there's something wrong. Maybe we should stop. Maybe we, what do we do? What do you want people to do? I, I'm not I'm not a, I'm not condoning the riots, but what I am saying is that that we must understand the human condition we people just witnessed. Someone murdered in broad daylight. And this wasn't just a, it's not a shooting. This is not even a stabbing. You, in the grand scheme of things, you choke this person to death. Do you know how much, how how barbaric. How traumatic that is, that you, that there are people looking, watching this man take his last breath, not from a headshot, from a distance. Not to say that that that, that people don't have to deal with that either, but we're, we're talking about literally almost hand-to-hand combat. Never a thought to lift up off him, never a thought to, 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 to conduct uh, 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 life-saving uh, measures. There, this person is gone. This is the camel, the straw that broke the camel's back, rather. It is almost as if we're looking at a person that literally has no regard to this life. And no one in in, in that group of four officers thought enough about this man's life to say this is not right. What is the, the Christian response? Is the question, I, I don't think that we truly understand it. I think that I can only speak for me. I think that most people don't realize some of the weight That the African American community walks with every day. I'm not not even just the African American community, but minorities work with walk with every day. But I am I uh, am part of the the the, the African American minority group, so I can speak to, to to me. I can speak to what the things that I struggled. I can speak to the weight. I wear. That I wore. The the real reality of it is is that when you are trying to make it in any career field, you're trying to make it in me for the military, I don't only, I am not just Cloyd. I am also a representation of the African American race whether I want to be or not I am an ambassador much like I'm an ambassador for Christ I didn't ask to see the other side of it is I choose to be an ambassador for Christ because I, I have accepted him into my life now once I accept them into my life anything that I do is a respect reflection of Christ because I call myself a Christian on the other side of it is that I did not choose the skin. The skin was given to me by my creator. And so I become an ambassador. Can I walk you through? I am. I get to my first duty station in McGuire. We talked about this a little bit last week. And one of the first things that they tell me about one of the I was in the I was in the shop. And one of the first thing they tell me about one of the the only other African American African American male uh, in my shop is that he likes to pull the place the race card, and so whether it's consciously or subconsciously, I now get that in my mind. And not only do they talk about him pulling the race card, but they they associate. With him, quote unquote, pulling the race card with his ability to work. And there are two separate things. But I I I want, digress. I want to just kind of set this picture, set this. And so in the back of my mind, I am already afraid, not even afraid, cautious about explaining any any offense that a person does to me that results or that has anything to do with my race. Because I don't want to be the African American that is considered to be pulling the race card. Not just because I'm I, I don't want them to to uh cause any waves, but the moment a person speaks out about their how things affect them, it is now attached to whether they are a good worker or not even even if they are a great worker and this 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 is something that happens a lot i feel when it comes to african-american even if you are uh, uh, even and to to uh, the minority group of women I, even if you are a good worker you work hard anything that you do that 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 uh, that rocks the boat now is associated to your to the quality of your work. I know that he did quality work because one of my closest friends was trained by him. And they, and, and when he, who happens to be Caucasian, um, when he now is a, a fully, uh, the, my, my friend is a fully fledged maintenance uh, a five level. And for, for those of you guys who won't understand it, but understand his apprentice and then his a um uh, uh, Journeyman and craftsman. So once he moves from the apprentice uh, uh, stage, he goes now to journeyman. When he goes to journeyman, they are satisfied with his work and they believe that he is a good worker. And you you have to be a reflection of who trained you. So if this is the person that trained him, clearly he has he he gives results of good work. So is it the case that because he rocked the boat? When it came to certain things that he had a certain standard that he wanted to set when it came to him and how you treated him, then he becomes not only a troublemaker, but then he becomes less of a performer. And this is what's in my head. So if if I rock the boat, if I have a problem with how someone talks to me, and don't get me wrong, there's certain standards I did have. And the one and when I set the standard, then I become sat, uh I I'm sassing this person, or then I it comes into question the quality of that my character and the, the quality of work I can provide. I'll never forget it. Now, when we are on this on this uh so we are on the launch truck, we we are or we are on the truck, uh, And getting ready to do work We're in aircraft maintenance And we're getting ready to do work Everyone has a smart mouth Everyone has, And and some of their smart work Come with cussing I didn't cuss So it wasn't a smart mouth With cussing And so I may have said Something slick There was no one ever This person that said something He didn't even say it Directly to me He said it to my To my my shift lead He says What's wrong with Brown Did you hear him sass me now, no one has ever like everyone had a smart, smart- everyone can have a smart remark every this and that and is is the environment the culture we lived in, but when it came to me, I am now being quote unquote sassy or sassing someone as if I am a kid and not an adult and but this is that it, it is that that line and and I think a lot of times. Most people think that because uh, for, those, for, uh, for us that don't say anything, the ones that, that don't quote unquote rock the boat, you believe that, that, that there is no, we have no issues because we wear the, the, the stress well. You, we, we wear the stress well so you think that there's no issues. We we don't we don't we don't communicate about some of the things that we some of the racial things that we have and some of the, the, the derogatory things that we've had to endure the, the the jokes and the fact that there's someone that told me that so it's it's funny to me like I, this is this is what's funny to me someone told me and I talked about this last week but I think I want to add this to the case uh, it goes with what we were talking about as far as the twenty four hour news cycle and someone told me that because. As a kid, I knew where Jordan is like that, and I didn't listen to rap music. That that I was less black, and they said it jokingly, but they said I'm more black than you because I can I, I I listen to rap music this and that. And that's that's what they said, and this is when I was in high school. I didn't listen to rap music, and so that's what they said, and the uh, the irony of that that when that presidential candidate. Said that egregious thing about about uh about a person's blackness. They said, How dare this person not realizing the same thing that this person said, you you said, you attributed it to me. But I had to wear that. Literally, if I tell you some of the things that I had to endure, I literally was told. That black people are good at sports because we were bred like dogs. Let me let me back up back up back up. So when I was uh, and I'm I'm being very transparent. I feel I feel the reason why I'm, I'm doing this episode. I feel it's specifically about, uh, specifically about the military because I feel that I understand what it's like to be in the military and be an African American, and you can't speak. Out on some things that you want to speak out on, it because it affects your ability to promote. It affects your ability to to to, to get along with the get along. Um, and so, and I may do a live on this. I think that I have to because I want to make sure that people understand the perspective that they may not see. I think sometimes because we wear it so well, uh, whether you, whatever minority you are, because you wear it so well, and people wear stress well. Uh, some some a lot of people wear stress well so you can't see it because they carry it well you don't realize this is a stressor. But anyway, uh and so because we wear it so well, a lot of my 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 former uh, brothers and sisters in arms they can't speak up, and so I have to be their voice because I'm no longer attached to the a military unit to where I'm worried about promotion. And so I feel that it is my obligation to be able to speak on their behalf as an empowerment person as an encourager as a dream agent I feel that it's my 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 responsibility to speak on their behalf I'm not speaking I'm not their voice but it's something that they can't say that I know that they're dealing with because I dealt with it and so when I first got to so I was uh, in 2011 no 2012 rather I returned from my deployment and I got a special duty assignment when I was in a detachment at Charleston Air Force Base, and while I was when I first got to the detachment, uh, shortly after I got there, uh, they had a big, uh, we'll say, uh, a climate climate investigation, where certain things were realized. Now, after the climate investigation, everybody was kind of on pins and needles. Uh, it was found that certain things just were was not uh, what they should have been. To the point to where people were removed from their positions and asked to leave. Uh, or they just, they, they they left early. Some people left early. It was all, it was a whole big thing. And so I got there. And there's so many things that people don't even realize that I endured. But I, I endured it because I didn't want to be the person to, I wanted to, things to go back to, I wanted, not things to go back to normal, but I wanted to kind of help make sure that the attachment recovered. And I've heard, while I was there, I've heard I heard the N-word said pretty freely. Uh, I've heard um, I, that while I was there, I was told that I was not Black, I, while I was there, I was told that President Obama wasn't really uh, wasn't really black because he didn't have any struggle. Uh, while I was there, I witnessed uh, African-American people, higher-ups uh, get looked over for positions while I was there. And I, I'm... Some people may feel, some of my former co-workers they may feel a kind of way about me saying these things, but this it is what it is. Uh, it is. It is the truth. No, and I'm not saying it's not even my truth because this is what we say is my truth. Me being a person of faith, I don't. I'm, I'm not a big person of my truth. I believe what is the truth. God's word is the truth, and so when I anything that's contrary to that, and this is give you an example, anything that's contrary to that is no longer truth. And so I am speaking the truth of what happened so this is so much to say that when another investigation came up people this is this is, i I really want you to get this way when another investigation came up, people thought that I was one of the people that reported it. Now this this is the, this is the other side of it. I, 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 we have to very rec- we have to be clear. If it was not an environment where certain racial things weren't being said and certain things weren't being weren't being done, then it wouldn't have been a thought that I was the person that that initiated the investigation. I wasn't though it was interesting i wasn't i there is something that we say in the military and we say outside the military is a good old boys club and outside of the military oftentimes when we talk about good old boys club it is thought to be uh, Af- uh good old boy club is meant to be caucasian all white in the military there are people that it's not just about you being Caucasian. It's about you being in a, and basically uh, for a, a word that I really hate, a phrase that I hate, but to be in a specific clique. And what gets me is that while I was there, people were upset. The things that led to the first investigation and the and thing that led to the first investigation was some of this clickish mentality and that they felt that there was this group of people that kind of uh, did things a certain way. Uh, but then I realized that some of the people that were upset, not everyone, uh, that were upset, were upset, was upset rather, because, not because it was the wrong thing. They were upset because they weren't in that group. They didn't have that control. And it made me really think about it. I'm thinking about all the, uh, my, 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 I don't want to, one, I want to pause. Anyone that has ever heard me talk about the military, I talk about the blessing that it has been. But I think I do it a disservice sometimes because I only talk about the blessings. I don't talk about my challenges because in the grand scheme of things, it was a blessing to me. But there were challenges, and because I wore it so well, because I didn't want to rock the boat, because I wanted to be a good airman, because I wanted to be a good teammate, because I did, I wanted things that I wanted to be a part of the mission and help the mission go forward. Because I didn't, I, I didn't speak up. I didn't speak up because I, I, I was concerned about how it looked. Because I, every time I, every person that I seen speak up. somehow it derailed that their, their, it not derailed their care but it stalled out their career and so i was concerned for me it bothered me and so i didn't speak up and most of us don't if we're being honest most of us don't because We are conditioned. We are conditioned to... We are conditioned to... To just go with the flow. We are are used to swallowing a lot of things and suppressing a lot of things. We're, we're, we're we we're we used to suppressing microaggressions. We're used to suppressing people using terms that are synonymous to black people as a way to 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 say black people or to say, not say the N word. We're used to 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 people saying, Well, this person's a thug. We're used to that. And so we wear it well. But because we wear it well doesn't mean that the weight doesn't get to us. And what you're seeing now is people letting go of the weight because it's become so heavy. Like, becomes heavy. It becomes heavy because I, th- th- I had to, to, you have to wear so many different hats because the moment, like someone can literally, like I, I have always strived well to live the Christian life. I have always wanted to be a good example for Christ. So much so if I felt that I, I did something that, one, gave a bad example of what a Christian should be. I would apologize. There was an incident to where we, we and one of my, my good friends in the military, he we got in a disagreement on the basketball court. Like I'm talking about, not cuss words, but I'm talking about yelling, this, this and that, to the point to where the game ended. And I and it ate me up, like it literally ate me up. To the and I prayed about it. guy I said, well, "What you need to do is apologize." And I go and I apologize, but I don't apologize one on one because I acted out in front of everybody and because I was worried about my because I. This is what it means to be a Christian, to take, take account for what you've done. And so I now bring everyone that was on the basketball court. I grab everyone. and say, can you just come here for a second? And I apologize to him, man to man, with everyone there. And it feels that that is what we always have to do as African-Americans. But no one else seems to have to do it. We always have to hold ourselves accountable. It always feels like we're held to a higher level of accountability. And it's not just after me. I think about my I think about or when you're outside the good old boys club. I think about a friend. And I won't give his name because it's not my, it's not fully my story to tell. So I won't give his name. So I'll never forget. We were in uh, New Jersey. And uh, this is when I was in McGuire. And my buddy got put over for DUI. Now he gets put off a DUI, and he is—he's uh, Hispanic. He gets put off a DUI, and after the DUI happens, he actually goes to court and wins the case uh, for several reasons. Uh, and but in between that time, the higher ups were speaking as if. He was just the worst person ever. Now, I can understand, I'm not saying that it's fair, but I can understand if you have a personal experience where you just do not believe in drinking and driving. But I know that wasn't the case, and I'm explaining why. And so, he gets to the UI, you would think that he, now he would, up until this moment, he was a good good, uh, uh, mechanic, he was a good troop, he just made this one mistake. And now people begin to, now this, this, this supervisor is ready to throw him away. He's doing well for himself now. But they, they, they begin to throw him away like, oh man, like as if he made the worst mistake there was. Now, I, this is how I know that it was not because they felt something about DUI. They just felt they were holding him to a high level of accountability because I had another friend that happened to be Caucasian. That got a DUI, but he happened to be in the quote unquote good old boys club. And th- this the other side of it is that I, I I'm saying the good old boys club, but he cannot help that he was favored. That, that that's the thing is that like he it, it just it just worked out that way. Because he is about equality. He uh is is a good friend. Like I would I would trust him with my life. Like literally I would trust him with my life. But he just, he, he benefited, and he had, a, he had that privilege, but he benefited from that. And they didn't throw him away. They tried to help him, tried to work him out. We we're going to work this out. We we're going to figure it out, make sure that he did the right community service, that he to, uh, keep his EPR up. This, all they, they, It was a lot that they did for him. And it's not that, I'm not saying that he didn't hold himself accountable, but it, we realized that there, there was different levels of accountability. And sometimes we just have to eat that. We as minorities have to eat that. Me, we as blacks have to eat that. Because anytime that we have a we like that we have a statement or we have something to say or something that that uh that that bothers us, then it says that oh yeah everyone's offended. This this is a, the generation of offense. But what you call offense is affects and impacts us. So you're saying that we're offended and you say it with a negative connotation. I don't want to go for offend anybody or we need to be in PC culture now, but really never thinking about the impact that it has on the person. Never realizing that they have to wear this and carry this. So, yeah, you can call it offense and you can have a negative connotation on it, but it still impacts a person. Are you concerned about the impact of your words? Are you concerned about the impact of your actions? Because it's this is greater than you. The, the real reality of it is, is that a lot of a lot of times, we uh, as minorities, we as uh, as uh, as Black African American people, we want the the. The team to do well, and so we don't want to cause trouble on the team. So we we go with the, the the team flow, and we take some things and we wear some things. And the challenge becomes: no one seems to be doing the same for us. Do you know how? I, I this is a legit. I want I want I want you to think legit. If you're not, whether you're African American or not, but. When, when, specifically in the military, not just to my military people, how often do you consider how quiet your African-American co-workers, if you're in the military, uh, fellow soldiers, uh, SEAL, uh, Navy men, I can't remember what it's called, uh, uh, Marines, airmen, coasties how often when a political conversation comes up how quiet they get I, I i literally want you to think about it now i want you to think that how quiet they get do you literally believe that they're quiet because they do not have any, anything to give input to especially when you when you work around a a group of people that's highly conservative. I, I literally want you, I want you to just literally think about it. And I also want you to think about this as it pertains to women that work in the all-male environment, how quiet they get, how little they give their input. And I want, you to, I want you to think, do you literally think, do you truly believe that they have no, nothing to add to the conversation, or are they holding back because they're the minority? Or they're just trying to just get in to fit in. I, just, just take a moment to think about it. When is the last time that you just asked a person of whether a person of color, a black person, or a minority, just their perspective on something, and truly wanted it, or did you ask them to see if they agree with you? Just think about all the things that, that you we we can have plenty, especially in, in, in aircraft maintenance and in, in, in the Air Force, in the military, we will have plenty of discussions and debates on sports. You don't think that somewhere in that line there's someone that's disopinated about politics? If you knew how many times I just excluded myself from the conversation because I realized. Uh, I realized that they, that it would have been conflict to not cause conflict. How many times we have to think about what we say, how we say it, the tone we say it. We're wearing that. I don't want to get too loud. I don't want to, I don't want to be too aggressive because I don't want to be seen as an angry black man. And we're talking about situations. I'm talking about situations where a normal person, however you want to say it, a normal person, would have an issue with it. A normal person would have a response. I have seen friends of mine smart off or have an attitude with police that are Caucasian. But these same people, or, or when an issue comes up between a black person and a cop, well, you have to be respectful. That you should they they are they an authority. It switches because I always thought this was funny, and, I, and I'm going to say I'm going to say this, and we're going to we're going to prepare to close out. But you ever have you ever thought about the fact that? people believe that there there was white supremacists believe and uh, uh, people racist people believe that they believe that African Americans and other minorities were less intelligent and that they needed to be socially separated because they are socially segregated because they were less intelligent. But somehow we were, we are held to high accountability when it comes to dealing with police, with knowing the law. You know better than that. This, this, and that. It doesn't it logically doesn't even make sense to say that someone is 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 less intelligent. Their ability to their, their ability to learn and to comprehend is slower than the quote unquote white man. But they are supposed to be able to retain more, to to retain the right and wrong more. That is that is always baffled me. It's crazy to me. But we gotta we have to land this plane. What I did during this time is I've really been introspective and I've been giving, really giving some thought to some of the things that I have, that trespied during my time in the military and how much I suppressed. I think about even my wife and certain things that I've heard that people have said to her and how much we literally suppress. I think about the black woman that is afraid to be considered the angry black woman. And it is, it's, it's cold word for B, female dog. And we have to deal with that. How we as African Americans have to balance, have to live in this balance how it feels that oftentimes African Americans are held to a higher Christian standard than anyone else. I'll never forget when Steph Curry said that he didn't want to go to the White House, right? And the first thing I heard people say, well, he's supposed to be a Christian. He should go. He's supposed to be a Christian. That's not the way the Christian should act. But where was... Because he didn't want to go to White House to to be there with President Trump, where were the same people holding the same people accountable when it came to the way that people talked about and and, and uh, referred to President Obama? Where was it? Why is it that we, as the Black community, are always asked? To forgive, because that's the Christian thing to do, and it is. But it's okay for you not to forgive the terrorists. It's okay for you not to forgive the person that 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 killed your mother. It's okay because it takes a it's a process. Why is it okay? I don't know why I keep on poking at that. But we should, if we're going to be Christian, let's be Christian. And I said that last week, but I, I want to be different. If we're going to be Christian, let's be Christian. And there's not a, a black way to be a Christian. There's not a white way to be a Christian. There's not an Asian way to be a Christian. There's not a man way to be a Christian. Not a woman way to be Christian. God's principles are for everybody. The Christ principles are for everybody. If you expect African American Christians to speak up However you, wherever you land on the side of the abortion, but if you believe that it's against the way of Christ and you expect African Americans to speak up on it, African American Christians to, to have that viewpoint, shouldn't we expect Caucasian Christians to have the viewpoint that racism is truly wrong and to speak up against it regardless of the consequences? Christ doesn't have addendums to, to what it means to follow him. He tells Peter, if you want to follow me, let anyone that wants to follow me to deny himself, to pick up his cross, but he has to deny themselves. Accountability, it's for everyone. I feel like I'm all over the place in this podcast, and I, maybe it is. And I apologize if this is not flow how it normally does, but I have to, I have to work this this out. I, I have to be the spokesperson for those that feel like they don't have a voice. That's how I've always been. That's who I. That's how I'm encouraging and empowering. And there's some people that don't that have a voice, but they can't share their voice. And they can't share some of the struggles they're with. And I do this because maybe there's someone listening that doesn't understand some of the weight. And this is not to say that no other race has a weight that they carry. Because I know they do. But just because the person you're working with doesn't say anything doesn't mean that they don't struggle with it. Just because the person that 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 you call friend never mentioned some of the, the the, ter- the internal turmoil that they have going on doesn't mean that. They don't struggle with it. That they, that doesn't impact and affect them. So I, I challenge you to gather your box and ask the question. When's the last time, you asked someone? their viewpoint on something not to see they they align with your viewpoint but just to truly get to know them i ask questions i'm closing this story i remember and it was it's something simple Uh, i remember i was talking to my friend kyle and I asked him, I said, man, why does it seem like white guys always get, and we're having a real general conversation about it. I always get the big, especially in the South, they always get the big trucks with the big wheels and lift it up. He said, I don't know. He says, why do black guys uh, get the the big cars, with the big rims? And I'm like, I don't know. And it wasn't, it, it seems real simple, real small, but it was just us having a relationship to where we can actually have the conversation. Like, always, I was always open to him asking me any type of question. Like, we we, we talked about each other's upbringing. Like, I knew about him. To, like, stop assuming that you know and ask. Stop assuming that that everything is okay and ask. There's so much more that I have to say, but I want to close this out because this is—I don't want to go as long as I did last week. But this, this week, have some real conversations. Have some for, for the for the Christians listening. Have some real conversations about what does it mean. It's a lot of things we, 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 that, that I think about. What does it mean to be? Ask the person, what does it mean to be a Christian? Do you find any struggle in being a black Christian, a, a female Christian, or an uh, Asian Christian, or even a white Christian? Have you ever? What kind of questions? Did like have real conversations to get real answers to get real perspective, and then you'll be able to understand that what, what has been seen is like like it, it's it's not. It didn't happen in a vacuum. These are things that happen back to back, back. So the people that are raging, the people that are angry, that people that are upset, they had to endure all this. When even if we don't talk about Fernando Castillo, if we don't talk about uh, Bottom uh, in Dallas, if we don't talk about uh, uh, any of these these people, we just talk about these from February to now. We had to look at February. February until June the second. This that's it. I'm actually I, I just start there. Look at that, and imagine how that may affect and impact someone. Not impact a black person. Not just if the, if if you were to empathetically put yourself in their shoes. If you had to endure all that, if you had to watch someone, watch another video of a black black person getting shot, watch another video of a woman being shot in her own home because the police got it wrong. Watch another video of this person Weaponizing, using the police as her weapon, and using her the the, the uh, a black man's skin to weaponize your fear, and then watch another video that's worse than the other ones because this man was choked out. And to have to hear people say, well, why didn't he just comply? Why what he shouldn't have been drunk? None of those things are should be a death sentence. So if 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 he had a gun at his head, yes. there was three officers on him snatching his life away. What if it was you? Going back to to killing Michael Bird. What if it was you? What if it was your brother? What if it was your cousin? What if it was your dad? What if it was your, your best friend? What if you found out that the police raided your best friend's house, even though the person they looked for was already in custody and shot this woman and there was no charges being pressed. Like, they didn't trip. They made a horrible mistake that cost someone's life. Not even fired. Like it. And the thing that thing that gets me is, is that if we're saying that the police are held to a higher standard, because they have a high standard job, if I did something in the when I was in the military that came from negligence, and it caused some, my negligence caused someone's life. To be snatched from them, I would expect to go to jail. But there's not even the expectation of charges being dropped, and that is the problem. That is what, why we say that that we as blacks are not being treated right in this country because there's not even expectation. I th- I'll say that for next week. I don't have a fancy clothes, but I, I, I will say this. Just empathetically put yourself in somebody else's shoes and see how you will respond. To yeah. God bless you. God love you. Remember, never let your independence rob you from independence on God. Thanks for listening. Until next week.